The world has done it again. They've hijacked one of the beautiful words and concepts that God has in his kingdom and they've taken it and they've twisted it into something that is bad, something that should be avoided, something that needs to be redefined. You know, hijacking simply means this. It means it's the unlawful seizure of something that's not yours and you take it from somebody else you make it yours now to use for your purposes and for your end. And Satan loves to do that with anything that'll bring glory to God. We saw it a few weeks ago, we talked about the word helper, remember? We talked about how that word has been hijacked and uh, the enemy in the world has convinced women that somehow the word helper means you're inferior or you're insignificant. But we learned that week that actually the word helper is a word that's used of God in the way that he helps man and has helped Israel. So we know it's certainly not a word of inferiority or insignificance. And we're gonna see another word this morning that the enemy has tried to steal, and it's the word submission. It's a word that somehow this world is just twisted and distorted and people kind of feel it's something that, uh, you know, has to be redefined and that somehow, again, it's inferior or insignificant. We're going to see very different today. And my goal is simply this. You know, there's a lot of ways you can go with a message on submission, and I decided today that I want to encourage the wives that have embraced this concept. You know, I can sit up here and try to defend and fight against the concepts of the world and what, you know, try to show you how the, but I want, I want, to, I want to encourage women this morning who've embraced this concept, those who are wives, and many who are battle-weary because you kind of get those looks, almost look down at you like, yeah, yeah, you're kind of old-fashioned and uh, foolish. You know, you, you still believe that stuff. And so my goal this morning is to encourage you with a couple things. First of all, you're on the right path. And I want to give you three different perspectives from God's Word to encourage us this morning regarding that. And I'll start with this one. Submission is a high position and it's a high privilege. You know, turn to Ephesians chapter five, that's where we're gonna be this morning. And we see in this passage that submission is the high position and the high privilege of modeling for the world, for the church, for others, what it looks like to submit to Jesus. Now, let me, let me mention that uh, last week we talked about submission and we talked about it in general for the whole body, so we defined a lot of it then. I'm gonna build off of that this week. But I want you to know next week, uh, I'm, we see this as a high position uh, for the one we're gonna find out that loving and laying down your wife your life for your wife is a high position and privilege for the men. And they're both for the same reason because it pictures the relationship between Jesus and the church. And next week, I'm going to show us that. It's really a message for everybody, um, not just for married people. 
people. I know this series has been for the married. I know it's been difficult for some who are single or divorced or widowed. Next week, I'm going to have a special word for those who are single, divorced, or widowed uh, for you. But this is a passage that really applies to the whole church. But this morning, we're going to see that this high privilege and this high position of submission is the opportunity for a wife to picture for us how we respond to Jesus. So let's take a look at the passage in Ephesians 5.22. As I read this, I want you to watch for two things. Why a wife should submit to her husband, and second of all, looking for that picture of submission in a picture of what, how the church responds to Jesus. Listen to verse 22. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Now I want you to skip all the way down to verse 32. As he summarizes this whole section, really verse 32 introduces us to next week's message. This mystery is great, but I'm speaking with reference to Christ and the church. This whole section is primarily speaking to Christ and the church and their relationship. The marriage relationship is secondary in picturing that. But then he says this in verse 3, Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. Interesting. I would have thought he'd say that each wife should see to it that she submits to her husband. Because up here he's talking about submission. Down here he's talking about respect. And one thing we learn is that submission is a form of respect. And uh, we'll see that later on in another passage this morning. But he's calling wives to respect your husbands by submitting to them. Following their leadership joyfully. And I want you to know, first of all, look at verse 22. Wives be subject to your own husbands. A wife is not called to be subject to men. It isn't women being subject to men in the church. This is a wife subject to her husband. We learned last week that we're all to be really subject to one another, men to women, women to men, um, those in leadership positions, those who are serving, laity, ministers, you know, fill in the blank. In the body of Christ, there's to be a general respect of one another as we walk in submission to one another. But this passage is speaking specifically in the husband-wife relationship and the wife is to submit to her own husband as to the Lord. You know, ultimately, when a wife is submitting to her husband, she's submitting to the Lord. She's submitting to the order that God has set up in the marriage relationship. It's an act of worship to God. And so submission 
is a worship to the Lord. It's a way to submit ultimately to him and his structure to bring him glory and to worship him. So wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. And here's the reason why. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. He himself being the savior of the body. God has ordained an order in relationships. And he's ordained all the way down to the husband and wife, to the parents and the children. Uh, Throughout the scripture, we see all kinds of lines of authority that God has created. And in the marriage relationship, again, this picture we'll see is that the husband has the same position in relationship to his wife that Jesus does to the church. And so God has called men to be the leaders in their family. And we're going to talk about that uh, in two weeks. And uh, let me encourage you, as Pastor Bill used to say here, I want to encourage everybody to do their own verse. Women, do your verse. Men, do your verse. Men, don't be sitting there going, hey, she needs to do this, or wives, he needs to do that. We need to focus. And we're going to find that the way that men submit to their wives is by laying down their entire life as a sacrificial love to help her become all the woman God created her to be. Now that's the whole relationship. We're only talking about one piece of it today. And so as we look at this, yes, man has authority, but that authority is to be used in the context of love, to sacrifice his life to help that woman become all the woman God has created her to be. Again, in two weeks, men, That'll be the one for you. But you're in that position of authority, but that authority is not used for yourself or selfless purposes. It's used for the sake of loving your wife. And when I say that, I can hear some people uh, thinking that uh, there you go. You're saying the wife is inferior to the husband. Woman is inferior to man, and then the battles start, the fights start, and everybody gets going. I want you to remember what we learned a couple weeks ago in Genesis. Male and female are created absolutely equal in dignity, in personhood, and in spiritual standing before Jesus because there's neither male or female, Jew or Greek, when it comes to our position in Christ. So we're absolutely equal spiritually. We're absolutely equal as persons and in our dignity before God and as image bearers of God. But we're gloriously different in our makeup and in our function as men and women. And so you cannot reinterpret the word submission to me inferiority. You know, some it's almost, well, you're saying the woman's a doormat to the man. Well, again, if your man is doing his verse (laughs) and he's loving as Christ loved the church, you're certainly not a doormat. But let me give you a bigger one than that. Jesus was no doormat. Jesus lived his entire life in submission to the Father. 
He said, I didn't speak a word. I didn't do a thing. I didn't do a work. I didn't even come to do my own will. I came to do that of my father. Jesus' entire life was a life of submission to the father. And so again, just like the word helper is used by God, the word submission characterizes the very life of Jesus and how he lived his life to the father. Listen to what uh, 1 Corinthians 11.3 says. But I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man. And the man is the head of a woman, not the head of women. He's the head of a woman. And God is the head of Christ. So we got God, Jesus, man, the wife and that relationship, the headship. So let me tell you this. If submission indicates inferiority, then you've just taken a shot at the deity of Jesus Christ. Because if you're saying that Jesus is inferior to the Father because of his function of submission, that's just not true. (laughs) Jesus is fully God fully equal to God, but he has a different function or role in the, in the role of the Trinity. So to equate submission with inferiority or insignificance is to take a shot at the deity of Jesus Christ and the Trinity of God. So we see that submission is a high privilege. It's a high position. And matter of fact, when you... It's not inferior because when you understand this passage here in Ephesians chapter 5 to the wife, she's called to picture the role of the church. And that very picture of what submission looks like, the same quality that drove Jesus' life, now the wife has an opportunity to picture that to the world around. Just like the man's have an opportunity to picture Jesus on the cross and laying down his life and sacrificing. So the wife brings a beautiful picture of what it's like to be Christ-like, to walk in submission. I'm gonna take it a step further, ladies, because my goal is to encourage you ladies this morning who have bought into submission and you say, yeah, I do that even though I get beat up a little bit by the world and they kind of look down at me like I'm a little bit foolish and behind the times. You need to understand this. Submission is a picture of worship. Because you understand what the word worship means? In the Old Testament, uh, the word, there's two primary words for worship. One is to bow down. The other one is to serve. And so when someone comes in and bows down before a king, they're submitting their entire life to them. They're showing respect to the king. And when we bow down before the Father in worship, we're submitting our life to him and respecting him and saying, Lord, I'm all yours. I'm here to do your will. I'm here to serve you. Whatever you want, Father, here I am. And the Greek word for worship means to kiss towards. It's a word of affection. So... I think I have a PowerPoint here, Pete, if you put that up. The heart of worship is not singing songs. It's not a 
what I'll call 24 seven things, not 24 minutes on the seventh day of the week, but rather it's 24 seven, it's something we do 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where my entire life is lived in submission to God, out of love, to kiss towards, <laughs> and respect, to bow down to him. I said in the words, submit to God, submit to his authority. God, you're the head. I'm your servant. I'm underneath you. I'm here to do your will. And I'm going to do that because I love you and out of respect and fear for you. And so I submit to the authority of God and his leading to me as he reveals it in his word as his will. And so this is what worship is. So guess what, ladies? You're not only picturing for the world and for the church and others what it looks like to submit your life to God as you live. You're picturing for us what worship looks like. This is the heart of worship. It's a life that is lived entirely for God and submission to him out of love and respect for him. Now let me tell you something. There is no picture, because remember we're saying this is a picture, there is no picture that Satan wants to put graffiti over more than this picture. And that's what he's been doing. He's been writing all over this picture with reinterpretations and trying to blur it out and cross it out and writing all kinds of stuff over it to make it look like something that's bad, something that should be avoided, something that tells you you're old-fashioned, something that tells you you're out of date. And so Satan is doing everything he can to distort this picture by writing graffiti all over it. My goal this morning is hopefully to be a graffiti cleaner where I'm cleaning off the graffiti and helping us see the original picture that is so beautiful that God has given to the woman in that high position and that high privilege to submit. You know, things are better caught than taught. There's so many things that we understand so much better when we see somebody living it than we hear somebody just preaching it and kind of trying to explain it to you and tell you how it works kind of thing. When you see it lived out, you catch it way better. And there is few pictures that this world desperately needs. There are few pictures that the rest of the church desperately needs, that our young people desperately need that other married couples desperately need than the picture of what it means to walk in submission. You know, I, I'm so grateful. I, I know my wife has a heart and has embraced this and has lived that as long as I know her and I'm grateful to other women who have done this because you really have given me glimpses into that spirit. Because remember we learned last week Submission is not just an external act, it's an internal attitude <laughs> that springs forth into an external act. And I thank God for you women here that many of you I've been able to walk with that have pictured for me and for others to get a better glimpse of what it means to be a worshiper of God and how to submit to Jesus Christ in my life. So the first thing we learn about submission it's a high privilege. It's a high calling. It's a high position. I don't care how much Satan puts graffiti on it. That's what the word of God says. I want to give you a second thing to encourage you. It's this. 
Submission is precious in the sight of the Lord. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. We saw first of all that submission is a high position, a high privilege. Now we're going to see that it is precious to the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 3. Verse 1. We're going to see that submission drives the text from verse 1 all the way to verse 6. And so we're going to see here that he's speaking about submission. And um, as I read verse 1, you're going to see that this is what's going to be taking place here. In the same way, you wives be submissive to your what own husbands, not to men, to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wife. As they observe your chaste and what? Respectful behavior. What do we learn in Ephesians? Submission is an expression of respect. We see it again here in 1 Peter chapter 3. When you submit, you're respecting the person that you're submitting to. And so we see here that he's saying that in the same way, wives, be submissive to your own husbands. And then in verses 3 and 4, uh, we, we start to see that this is an internal quality of the heart. We learned last week, again, obedience can be external. You don't have to do it willfully. You don't have to do it with a bond in your heart. You don't have to do it respectfully. It's kind of like the child we said last week. You tell them to sit down, they won't sit down. You tell them to sit down, they won't sit down. You tell them to sit down or I'm going to smack you. Talk about influencing by behavior rather than words. The child sits down. But on the inside, they're still standing. And they are ticked at you and they don't want to do it, but they're going to do it because they don't want the consequences of getting hit. See, that's obedience. Submission comes from way down here. It's joyful. It's respectful. Listen and watch for this in verses three and four. As he says to the women, your adornment must not be merely external. The braiding the hair, the wearing gold jewelry, or putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart (laughs) with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit which is precious in the sight of the Lord. For in this way, what way? For what he's talking about is what just came, for in the same way uh, that the women of old adorned the hidden person of their heart, for in this way in former times the holy women also who hoped in God used to adorn themselves being submissive to their own husbands. See, this whole thing's about submission. That gentle, quiet spirit, that hidden person of the heart is all about submission. And what does he say at the end of verse four? Which is precious in the sight of God. This is a quality that the world looks down on, but it's precious in God's sight. 
This is a quality of the world. This is old fashioned. Yeah, the one of old did that, but not, not today. You gotta be kidding me. God says a woman who embraces submission and has that inner heart that don't just the external, okay, I'll do it, but the internal embracing of the leadership of her husband and willfully and respectfully following him, that's precious in the sight of God. And then I love verse six. Just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you become her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. If you continue to submit without being intimidated by the world. <laughs> I actually heard a woman speak on this once. She said this, the greatest intimidation women get about submission is from other women. And it's other women who reject it and look down on it and sound so intelligent and look so whatever. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. You submit still. And if you're not intimidated and fearful, you'll be like Sarah. And you'll be a person that has a heart that's precious to the Lord Jesus. Then I just want to close with this. So we've seen this. Submission is a high position and a high privilege Submission is precious in the sight of the Lord. And then finally, submission is powerful. Look back at verses one and two. In the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they will be one without a word by the behavior of their wives as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. Submission has the power to influence. It has the power to not try to, forgive me if the nag the husband into something with my many words to try to convince him, but rather with a behavior that'll win them. He looks at us and says, wow, there's something there that's, I can't explain it, but that's good. And so the husband, rather than being convinced by many words, is won by the behavior of a submissive wife. You know, I, I won't put this all in context here for a second. Here's the reality, because you know what? We, we always have to be careful that we don't take Scripture out of context of the rest of Scripture. I'm going to take us back to the rest of the series. What did we learn in Genesis 2? We saw that men and women are absolutely equal but gloriously different. We also saw we're different on purpose. And those differences are meant to be a blessing. And I illustrated that in the way that Kim and I even think differently. And how it took me a while to learn to appreciate and to plug into and to tap into her differences. So when we put this in context, we got to see a husband and wife, like Ephesians 5 says, that are submitting to one another and respecting one another, kind of walking like this. The husband is submitting to his wife by laying down my entire life and sacrificing my life to live for her benefit. And the wife 
is, is laying down her will to follow the leadership of the husband and there's a respect back and forth between each of them as in a sense they're bowing their heads in humility of just saying, hey, we want to win-win here. And so what happens in this kind of context, because you respect the differences, you listen to one another. It isn't like the king sits on the throne and shouts out his orders and the wife follows. No, it's the man taking this gift God has given to him to complete him, to fill in where he's lacking. And they're listening to one another, learning from one another. They're seeking together to find what God wants. Yes, the man ultimately is responsible, but a man who's wise is gonna be plugging in to the wisdom that his wife brings to him. And so here's the reality about submission when we're both doing our verses, when we're both taking the complete context of scripture and living it out, submission is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful dance. And it's really not a big issue. You know, here's the reality, because Kim and I seek to live that way. We don't do it perfectly. I'll use this for the older people and then I gotta explain it for the younger ones. I've only pulled out the trump card of submission twice in 43 years. I'm not talking about the Donald Trump card. It's a whole nother discussion. I'm talking about the card game that this one, you put this card down and it just beats everything else. End of discussion, the game's done. Only two times I've had to do that in 43 years because we couldn't come to an agreement and I felt as the man who's ultimately responsible, this is where we gotta go. But normally it's Kim and I looking for a win-win, plugging in, respecting, listening, trying to understand, trying to find God's will for us rather than me trying to get my want or her trying to get her want. So submission, it's a beautiful word. It's a beautiful concept. It's a high position. It's precious to the Lord. It's powerful to influence. And probably the greatest picture we see of that is in Esther. For those of you that are familiar with that book, the king had asked the queen to join him at a banquet that he was having. And the queen uh, refused to come. And this made her husband uh, very angry. But interesting, he was concerned about a second thing. He was concerned that when the rest of the women in the community hear about and see what the queen did to him, they're going to do that to their husbands. Well, listen to what he says here. For the queen's conduct will become known to all the women, causing them to look with contempt on their husbands by saying, King Asherus commanded Queen Vashti to be brought into his presence, but she did not come. So, you know, the husband says, hey, baby, we need to do this. She goes, hey, wait a minute. King told the queen to do that. She didn't do it. Why do I have to do it? That's basically what he's saying. He's concerned that that's what's going to take place. This day, the ladies of Persia and Medea who have heard the queen's conduct will speak in the same way to all the king's princes, and there'll be plenty of contempt and anger. Can I tell you something? When husbands 
don't submit to their wives by laying down their lives and living it for the sake of that woman, helping her become all the woman God created her to be. See that two weeks? And a wife doesn't willingly and joyfully from the heart of hearts respond to the leadership of her husband. I've been in plenty. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of contempt. <laughs> you just hear it. You feel it. It's going back and forth. It's because people, like we said at the start, when you build your relationship off of the blueprint of God's word, you're going to find success and joy and fulfillment. But when you choose to do it your own way or the world's way, you're going to find a lot of contempt and anger as you go back and forth trying to live it your own way. Well, as a result, the king uh, removed the queen from her position and he did a search throughout the kingdom for another woman. And he found a young, beautiful Jewish woman named Esther. She was a respectful woman. She was a submissive woman. And um, long story short, this is what happened. There was a plot to kill all the Jews. And um, hold on just a second on that one before we get there, Pete. There was a plot to kill all the Jews, and God used Esther's influence and wisdom. The submissive heart gave her the influence to be listened to. And the wisdom she gave to the king saved the nation of Israel and the line of the Messiah. And here's the reality, ladies. You're going to get many opportunities in life to influence your husband. You're going to get the doorway to be heard when you've got a heart of submission to him. Because if he's there saying, I want to do what's best for you, baby, I love you, and you're coming back saying, baby, I'm with you. Let's get this thing. Let's figure it out. You know, there, there's going to be an opportunity for you to open the door through your submissive heart, your gentle and quiet spirit that's not always ruffling and fighting against his leadership, but comes along with it. And what's going to happen is the same thing that happened here. Uncle Mordecai told Esther this. Now we can put up that verse. He said, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. Ladies, you're going to have a lot of opportunities in life to speak a word that if you remain silent... It'll bring a lot of trouble to the family. It'll bring a lot of trouble to the marriage. And because you've got a heart that is submissive and respectful to your husband, you have a door open to be able to speak. Don't remain silent. You know, that's not the biblical submission, being quiet, a doormat, listening to the orders of the head. But rather it's a woman out of a beautiful spirit that speaks to her husband, her wisdom, he listened to her wisdom, and because of her wisdom, the nation of Israel was saved, and the line of the Messiah was preserved. Ladies, I hope you're encouraged.
That's my goal today. I want to encourage you. This is a high privilege, a high position to be able to submit to your husband. This, again, it's a picture for all of us what it means to walk with the Lord and how to worship him. It's precious, precious in the sight of God. Now, maybe foolishness in the sight of the world. It might be distasteful in the sight of the world. It may be outdated in the sight of the world, but in God's sight, it's precious. And ladies, the influence you can carry, the direction you can impact your family and your relationships through this is powerful. Love you guys for you. And guys, if you ladies go, wow, this really sounds like a lot. Wait two weeks. When the guys, we talk about laying down your entire life like the cross. (laughs) But ladies, you got the great privilege to picture for us how to respond to Jesus. And let me encourage you again next week, if you know some singles or widows or divorcees, I know some some of you told me, Pat, it's too painful for me to come. I, I can't sit through this. Encourage them next week. We got a special word for them. Um, it's not good to be alone. And that's true uh, in any case. And God has made provisions for all of us. And we're going to talk a little bit about that next week as we see this passage. We're going to learn about God's love for every one of us. So much better than a husband's love. And we're going to learn how he loves the church and how he gave his life for us. So love you guys. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the privilege to share this today. God, I want to pray if there's any women who have felt battered or beat up because the world seems to have uh, put pressure on them or other women have put pressure on them. Lord, that have made them feel kind of old-fashioned or out of date or whatever. Lord, I pray that you would renew their vision and excitement today for the high privilege that's precious in your sight and powerfully influences that high privilege of submission. As we learned last week, Lord, that's a fruit of the Spirit when we walk with him. So Lord, I pray, would you produce that, not just in the women. Lord, the women picture for us that like nobody else, but Lord, every one of us needs to submit to you and to one another. God, would your Holy Spirit, we sang it, would he break out on this place? Would he break out on me? Would he break out on this church? Would he break out on this people? God, would we be worshipers who don't just sing? But God, we would be worshipers who submit to you and everything, to the glory of your name, because we love you and we fear and respect you. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.